Hi, I'm Ellie McGuire, and this is Shaking the Bushes. I have stories about living in the biggest city in the world, New York City, and in the smallest state in the country, Rhode Island. I can tell you about spending two and a half weeks with a former president and first lady and about how my dog had a pivotal part in me actually holding a real live Oscar. And I have questions too like, what's up with all these bunnies in my backyard here in Warwick? Or as my New York City friends would say, what's a backyard? I grew up in Warwick, left to see the world, and then came back home. What's more Rhode Island than that? I hope you enjoy Shaking the Bushes. It was summer, a few years back on a 4th of July weekend in Manhattan. I was walking my furry, four-legged pups, Pudge and Schmitty, otherwise known as Schmitty the Weather Dog, for their evening constitutional. Being that it was a holiday weekend, the sidewalks were half empty. They almost felt wider. The regular doormen were replaced with holiday newbies. It was eerily quiet in New York City. A rarity for sure. Screaming ambulances and flashing police cars were nowhere in sight. Many residents of the Upper West Side had left town. I'm guessing to the beach or upstate to their second homes. Guessing because for whatever reason, I was still there. The tourists, they tend to congregate in touristy Times Square and were probably gathering along the Hudson River waiting for the Macy's fireworks to start. Which is why I was walking fast. Schmitty and Pudge, both Yorkshire Terriers and smaller than most pigeons in Central Park, their tiny little legs were working overtime to keep up with me since they would be catatonic if caught outside when those nasty loud fireworks started. They hate fireworks. I can't blame them. I hate fireworks, too, and loud noises, which is why you never will catch me at a Taylor Swift concert without earplugs. But wait, where was I? Oh, yeah. I was on 72nd Street on the south side across from the Dakota, that famous New York City building, ready to turn right on Central Park West. Like horses going back to the stable, Schmitty and Pudge picked up the pace. They were now pulling on their little leashes in front of me for that last furry little leg of our walk. <laughs> furry little leg. <laughs> Sometimes I crack myself up. Okay, as we headed towards 71st Street, I noticed two very big, well-built men slowly walking ahead of us with a much smaller lady in a big hat shuffling between them. Although there was no one else on the sidewalk and the pups were now on a mission to go home, I started to slow down since this odd threesome in front of us took up pretty much the width of the sidewalk. Plus, now I was curious. I'm thinking, could these guys be bodyguards? And what little old lady would need not one, but two bodyguards? I noticed that the mysterious lady wearing the big hat in the middle of this Schwarzenegger sandwich was taking very short steps. Clearly, she was not feeling too steady on her feet. It was only a matter of time before my pups and I were going to overtake them. As we careened toward 71st Street, the light turned red. The two bodyguards with their big-hatted lady, my pups, and I all arrived and stopped at the curb together, waiting patiently for the light to change. It was then that I took the liberty to lean forward 
ever so slightly in front of the muscular body of the guy closest to me to try and catch a glimpse of the lady in the hat. Just leaning made me worry that I was tempting these big guys to do whatever it was that they probably were there to do. But lean I did. Of course, it didn't hurt that I had two absolutely adorable little dogs with me to break the ice. It was then that this lady spoke. I love your little dogs, she said. Thank you, I brilliantly replied as I strained to see who was talking to me. It was then that all the puzzle pieces came together. I was now having a mini conversation with Yoko frickin' Ono. Okay, let me just state for the record that I've met many celebrities on the streets of New York. Even some of my friends are celebrities. Heck, I was even invited to stay at George and Barbara Bush's home in Kennebunkport, Maine, and get this, stay in their son's the one that was present at the time, in his and First Lady Laura's bedroom and sleep in their bed. Sidebar, George W., or as I like to call him, Junior, and Laura Bush were at their other home at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in D.C. La-di-da. But I digress. Back to having celebrity sightings in New York City. It's bound to happen. It's really no big deal. They just have a much higher profile and, oh oh yeah, make a boatload of money. But it is kind of fun. When my forever fiancé Ron and I have a sighting, we play 20 questions to see if we can guess who it was. My apartment is just a few doors down from a very ritzy-ditzy private gym. So private, darling, there isn't even a sign outside. It's like a speakeasy for working out. On our walks, the pups and I have seen the likes of Howard Stern, Lauren Bacall, when she was still with us, Frances McDormand, Vanessa Redgrave, to name just a few, coming in and coming out of this gym. Vanessa's son-in-law, Liam Neeson, and I have both jogged up to the stoplight outside of Central Park together. It's the only time I didn't mind the light taking so long to turn green. (laughs) But come on, nobody trumps Yoko Ono. It's as close as I'll ever get to the Beatles. She was John Lennon's wife, and she was beside him when he was shot, right there at the Dakota. I was trying to be cool standing there at the curb with Yoko and her two bodyguards. I didn't want to come off as too stalker-like. So like I do when I meet older folks that ooh and ah over my pups, I picked one of them up. I think it was Pudge. So she was at eye level and in petting rage. And it worked. Yoko Ono reached out and petted Pudge. O-M-G. Then the light changed. And like throwing a pebble into a pond full of fish, my new best friend Yoko and her bodyguard scattered. Okay, not really scattered, more like shuffled. They shuffled off. Of course, Schmidt and Pudge could not have cared less and were ready to go home. So we passed them, and it was all I could do to not turn around, whip out my phone, and take a picture. Perhaps the enormous-looking bodyguards helped to keep me in line. (laughs) But if Ron had been with us, I might have quickly cajoled him while handing over my phone to play paparazzi and take a picture of Yoko and the pups with me holding them, of course. That would have been the perfect picture. 
But alas, that did not happen. But it just goes to show that like nocturnal animals, you never know who may come out in the still of the night in New York City. So, flash forward to this summer. I'd been in New York City for most of the winter, and now I was back in my childhood home in Warwick, Rhode Island. It was the first time I was going to take the pups out for their early evening constitutional, this time in the suburbs. Anyway, as we walked up to the top of the street to turn the corner, I could see a man walking his little white pup towards us. As he got closer, I automatically said, Hello, good to see you again. And then blurted out, So how's Harrison's butt? Is he still constipated? (laughs) Six months later, and I remember his pup's pooping problem. I don't know if I should get a medal for remembering, or I should just be very afraid. (laughs) Perhaps one might come to the conclusion that there is a huge difference between walking one's pup in the biggest city in the world versus walking one's pup in the suburbs of the smallest state in the country. Me? I beg to differ. I think my Upper West Side hood in New York City is not so different than the suburbs of Warwick, Rhode Island. In fact, if my pups and I had the delightful opportunity to regularly bump into Yoko Ono and her bodyguards on our daily walks, who knows? I might very well have asked her, how you doing? And what's the latest poop? Imagine there's no difference. It's easy if we try. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me at Shaking the Bushes. You can learn more about me and my memoir called, wait for it, Shaking the Bushes at my website, elliemaguire.com. And thank you to the Warwick Public Library, where this podcast is recorded and where I've been a visitor since it opened back in 1965. Wait a minute, that's so weird since I'm only 39. (laughs) Ha ha! See you next time on Shaking the Bushes.